episode five of Duh, the podcast. The NFL season is over, and now we go through top players by position, snake draft style. Today we're going to go over wide receivers and cornerbacks. And you know the deal. It's tax season, and we have you covered with our guys Mark and Ryan Flanagan at FlanaganWall.net. They are the best in the business and can handle anything you throw at them. So if you're worried about doing your own taxes, head down to FlanaganLaw.net and get some help. All right, now let's talk about news around the NFL that's happened since we've last talked. I'll first start off by saying, again, quick shout-out. Ryan Flanagan is basically Ben Affleck from The Accountant. (laughs) Cannot recommend him enough. Got a text alert when Interpol was raiding my bank in the Cayman Islands. Instantly got across state lines and saved 90% of my money. So, again, whether you're the good guy or the bad guy, Flanagan and Flanagan has got your back. Um, as far as news goes, I think uh, the hot topic amongst uh, the sports media world has been uh, – the enemy essentially taking a lateral move to eventually take a vertical move uh, to head coach. Um, seemingly unprecedented. Uh, I personally don't really have that much of an opinion on it. I think he should have um, probably been a head coach, but then, you know, the Shady McCoy thing came out, and at first I was like, well, maybe that's why, but now all the backlash that Shady McCoy has gotten since. It just seems like he's a bitter former player. So um, I'm officially back on the Eric B. Enemy. It's just been getting shafted for the last four years or so. But, you know, whatever. We'll see what he does in Washington. Um, I think we will find out a lot about him, though, with the commanders. But aside from that, I really don't have much of an opinion on it. Yeah, didn't he get hired as offensive coordinator and assistant head coach? What what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, they did slap that title on as well. I don't know. I, I I literally think they just slapped that title on so it didn't look like a completely lateral move. Either. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, they definitely just added that on just to to add, to be in a slight upgrade, but it means nothing additional. Yeah, no, I, I think the assistant head coach – role in general historically speaking has been really just more of a name they're essentially the vice president um they just don't really do anything for the most part um yeah he's basically yeah it's just a name thing um yeah and then i saw today that uh Aaron Rodgers has emerged from his retreat. I it's perfect. Could, I could not be more jealous of just spending four days in solitude um, away from every other human being on the earth in a cave. He's um, the most dramatic me. human on the planet. Which is why I love him so much and why he is by far and away the best quarterback of all time. But I'll save uh, my expansion on that opinion for a future podcast. Stay tuned. He's a fraud. I heard the place had a nightlight. It was just for the pictures, purely for a photo op to show the kind of uh, room and 
ambiance he had. I'm sure Aaron is a man of his word and was in complete, total darkness for that 96 hours. Yeah, I used to hate him, but he's just become a meme of himself at this point, so I just love him so much now. And we were discussing before we started recording. I don't think this helped his decision whatsoever. He probably has no idea what he's going to do. So we'll see. I mean, it's hilarious, but we'll probably still have to wait, I don't know, another month before we actually find out where he's going to play next year, if not longer. Yeah, it'll it'll be last minute. It would be kind of funny, though, if he just, like, came out after the fact and was like, yeah, I'm just, like, trans and I'm retiring. That would have been a real <laughs> wild card. If he came out trans, that would have been a wild card. That would have been great. Yeah. Um. Did anything else happen around the league? Uh, Nothing really worth talking about, in my opinion. Oh, other than uh, Todd McShay has gotten unbelievably flat. It's so goddamn funny how fat he is. I honestly haven't even seen him. I can confirm that he has gained weight. We love a good weight gain story. <laughs> the true Amer- American story. <laughs> not only did he get, like, unbelievably fat, but he also, like, just looks like such a fucking tool right now because he tried to say, like, Jalen Carter out of Georgia had, like, character issues, and then it just got reported that Jalen Carter was literally paying for a walk-on meal the entire season. So, (laughs) tough look all around, both physically and uh, mentally for for Topic Bay. So he's back on his bullshit? Yeah. Team Mel Kuyper always. All right, well, if that's all we have in news... Now let's uh, let's get on to the snake draft. We'll we'll start with wide receivers, and I have the first pick. I was say we did decide on order for both already via random number generator. Um, it goes Josh, Colin, myself, and then we'll snake around, and then for corners, it just so happened to be flipped. Yes, so. Wide receivers, I have the first pick. I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. Um, To me, it's becoming not even close at this point between him and the next best. I just think uh, he just excels in every asset of being a wide receiver. I think he can do everything better than anyone else. So I would say just offensively, you know, he's the scariest guy here. Yeah, okay. I would agree, and also, um, he doesn't really have any blemishes on, on his game, like you said, Josh. The only one that people can really touch on is the second game against Green Bay this season. Um, but even that, I, I think, was more so uh, more of a, a team thing rather than, you know, him getting shut down by Jair Alexander. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like he, like he got him. Uh, the first week when they played, it was like 10 for like 180 or something. So, I mean, they're kind of one-to-one, but um, he also has that signature catch against uh, Buffalo that was unbelievable, probably, in my opinion, the second-best catch of the season. Um, I would have taken him first as well. I know Colin disagrees with us, but that's just Colin. 
I just I just think he's a guy. He's one of the few guys that you defensively have to plan for. And you can't really even do that. Because, I mean, I'm sure every week going into it, it's like we cannot let Justin Jefferson beat us. And it seems like week to week he's got eight for a buck 20 and a touchdown. Yeah. Holy shit. Are you guys done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about all I got. All right. Um, so, first, I'll just issue an apology to all our listeners out there. Who should We've be done- taking notes. We learned something this off season. <laughs> we have done such a good job of establishing ethos over the past month, borderline being about being right about everything to date. So just forget everything you just heard and just press play now. With the second should be first overall pick, I will take Devonta Adams the far-and-away best receiver in the NFL. Again, I don't think anybody's even close to him. Just to review your last point really quick of having the game plan for Justin Jefferson, we saw one player take him out of the game completely against the Packers, and he didn't do shit in the playoffs. But I'll come, I'll circle back to that. Let me talk about Devontae first and why he's the best. <clears throat> so, personally, I like my guys to score. He had uh, 14 receiving touchdowns, led the NFL. I think the next closest was 11 or 12. Maybe Kelsey had 12, but he led by a significant margin. And when I think of the words number one receiver, Devontae Adams, unlike borderline anyone else in the league, even some other guys we're going to talk about soon, He does not need to be schemed open. He does not need to be moved around. He does not need to be catered to. You can put him out wide on either side of the field, and no matter what coverage, whether it's man-to-man, though no one would ever do that, or single high safety, cover two, bracket, nickel, dime zone, whatever you want to do, he is going to get open better than anybody else on any play. I've never seen anybody, maybe since prime Antonio Brown on the Steelers, create separation the way he does. And I think he has as complete of a game as Jefferson, other than the fact that he scores way more. So, some other reasons why I think he is particularly better than your boy is, I'm not saying that Justin Jefferson is a complete yard muncher in garbage time because they won a ton of games this year, and he was a part of that. But because their defense was so bad and almost all of their wins were coming from behind throwing the ball, I would expect him to chew up yardage. And just like I say about anybody else, especially DeAndre Hopkins, who I fear he is quickly turning into, which is not a compliment if you know me, he is benefiting from getting twenty to, close to 20 targets a game. I think he had over 10 games this year where he had like 15-plus targets. And in my mind, I'm sorry, but if you're getting close to 20 targets a game, you should be catching 10 balls for roughly 100 yards each week. And I just think he is a great technician, but there are still other guys who are better at other things than he is. And Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league last year 
and even going into next year not knowing who his quarterback will be. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, a couple of things you said were just false. Agreed. Um, I mean, Devontae Adams had like three or four games this this season, like under 30 yards. So to say like week in and week out without having to scheme him open or he's he's not just beating everybody in the league with ease and I mean he and like Jefferson's not about not getting the ball during those weeks and I'm not saying people don't have a, a down game like I'm not holding the fact that Jefferson had some like lower target games like I'm talking about the season as well yeah whole. you were I just you, am meaning in terms did of specifically say two games <laughs> the playoff game and week against the Packers. Yeah. Also, can I interject real quick? Can I interject real quick as well? Um, Mr. I'm going to bring up targets. Uh, For the record, Justin Jefferson had four more targets all season than Devontae Adams. He had 28 more receptions. But I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, I had a feeling it was close. And had, what, six less touchdowns? Yeah, but the targets per game thing is, like, basically negligible. They both get his targets. Right. No, okay, Jefferson yeah. just I, outgained him by, like, 800 yards in the process. Yeah, also, referring to, like, bad defenses having to play from behind, I mean, do we need to revisit Derek Carr and the Raiders' defense? Like, that's the hot topic nowadays is since he's been in the league, cumulatively, Christ almighty, uh, the Raiders have had the 32nd-ranked defense since Derek Carr's been in the league. So let's yeah. not like, act like the Raiders' offense was not in the very similar – uh, less than advantageous positions just as much as the Vikings were. So that argument is immediately voided. I just think it is more important to score than chew up extra yards. And I still believe outside one-on-one, we have seen guys lock Jefferson down one-on-one, and I do not believe anybody in the league could have any chance against Devontae Adams in that same situation. I also would like to re-interject again. Um, a lot of the touchdown numbers can be skewed as well, given the fact that the Vikings have uh, – they traded for Hawkinson. They have Adam Thielen on the other side. They have K.J. Osborne, who turned out to be a pretty solid player, uh, not to mention Dalvin Cook and Madison, whereas the Raiders' the receiving core outside of Devontae Adams was plagued by injuries um, to Waller, Renfro, and, yeah, they have Jacobs, but he's not much of a receiving threat, really. Um, so the lion's share of those red zone targets, of course, we're going to go to uh, Devontae Adams. And don't be wrong, he still caught him. He, he got his 14 touchdowns. Like, he had a hell of a season. I'm not going to sit here and, and act like Devontae Adams isn't at worst, like the number two or three receiver in the NFL. But to act as if it's, you know, criminal to put Justin Jefferson number one when – Pretty much every single metric uh, this past season, he was better than Devontae Adams, I think, is a little uh, ludicrous. But Besides the one that matters most, debatably. And uh, how about this? To move on, who's your third pick, Jay, before we just keep spinning our wheels on this? Yeah, you said he would be two or three. Yeah, I was going to say, I... I think it's safe to say uh, none of us – I mean, the three of us are not going to come to a common ground on that. I think me and Josh are pretty firmly planted on our side of the argument. Um, so with number three, I was originally going to take him 
uh, with the snake pick in the second round, um, just out of like my personal bias. Um, but I think I need to dignify him with the first round selection. So I will go Tyreek Hill. Um, the best true deep threat we've seen since Randy Moss. Um, and he's, he's now shown, you know, in this Dolphins uh, system as well. I mean, he, he's kind of like uh, they can use him as like a Devo Samuel type player too, which is just terrifying. Um, and even with the Chiefs, though, there was a lot of plays where he would just get a screen or a quick slant and just house call it because there's no one on the field that can even come close to him at speed. Uh, besides now maybe his teammate uh, Raheem Mostert. Um, so I think you really can't argue against um, these guys as the, the top three. That's why I took him um, in the first round as opposed to who I'm about to take with uh, the first selection of the second round. Um, yeah, I really there's not much that can really be said that hasn't already been said about Tyreek Hill. Um, if you're not taking him, your chances are you're going to take, you know, Adams or – or Jefferson, um, I think the three are pretty interchangeable. But, again, back to, to backtrack, I, I personally would have had Jefferson first. But Tyree Kill, um, I'll, I'll leave the floor open if you, you guys have anything to really add. But, again, I, I think there's not much to, to be said about him that hasn't been said over the last five, six years. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue he, 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 does, he has a spot in the top three for sure. Um, like you said, the best deep threat in the league can take any score for a touchdown. I think he's a little less well-rounded than the than the first two guys, so I definitely have him, you know, you know, three or four. So I, yeah, I have nothing wrong with the pick. I mean, he could have had a three thousand yard season if he didn't get underthrown on all his deep balls this season. Yeah, I mean, he was in the he was in the uh, MVP discussion right there with. Uh... Jefferson, as far as you know, will a receiver get the MVP this season? Blah blah. blah. It, was, it was those two um, right there for the, for the lion's share of the season. Um, another thing is, I mean, you can kind of see the way he really helped Jalen Waddle develop this season. Uh, took a lot of pressure off of him. So uh, and Tua as well. I mean, Tua looked like an MVP candidate for a lot of the season as well until he got exposed. And by exposed, I mean shit his fucking pants against the 49ers. Um, but yeah, yeah the, Kill, um, Colin, if you have anything to add, go ahead. Uh, Josh, you already brought up the only thing I was going to add. I was actually watching some tape either yesterday or the day before getting ready for this. And, um, Tyreek Hill only had seven touchdowns. If Tua could hit him in stride, he would have had minimum four, if not like five or six more. Like he should have, if, and I'm not even saying like, I'm not trying to bash Tua that he's horrible, but. If he had the arm strength, Tyreek Hill would have had double-digit touchdowns and, like, borderline been in contention to lead the league. So he was in my top three as well. Yeah, you can you can count on Tyreek Hill one or two times a season to just take a ball that hits him directly in the chest and hand it to a defender. I will say that. Yeah, like like you already said, he's not as, you know, well-rounded or complete. You know, no one really thinks of Tyreek Hill as, like, the route runner or, like, the hands catcher. But everything else he brings to the table is just so unique and so, you know, unstoppable uh, that he does, like, he's, like we've already said, deserves to be in the top three. And then on the, touchdown thing, on the touchdown thing, real quick, just it is worth noting, like, Tua's injury and then Bridgewater got hurt as well. 
I think that certainly had some effect to it. But um, yeah, overall, he, he should have had he should have at least gotten to ten. Um, but anyway, I'll start round number two with who probably would have been the first pick going into uh, this past season, but injuries, uh, a major setback from the team. Um, one of my favorite quarterbacks playing pretty poorly, then also getting hurt. I will go with Cooper Cup. Um, for my money, I'd say he's right there with Devontae Adams in terms of creating separation and route running ability. Um, he's got unbelievably quick feet, um, really strong hands. Um, he, he can do it all. I think he's underrated in terms of his ability to kind of go get the ball just because he's not really been asked to do that that much. But, I mean, you saw him win that fade uh, to win the Super Bowl. He single-handedly, you know, took them down the field, really. Him and Stafford just had that unbelievable connection. Um, I think next season he has a major bounce back, uh, bounce back year statistically. But I also think, you know, the Rams in general are not going to be very, very good. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But skill for skill, I think he's still right there in the top five. I mean, you can't really argue with what he did uh, in the Rams Super Bowl year, uh, including the playoffs. You know, after he dominated the whole regular season, you know, it, it's hard to imagine that the opposing defenses in the playoffs are playing the best of the best defenses. You know, they're going to game plan. They're like, hey, we cannot let Cooper Cup beat us. And he still did his thing in the postseason, uh, namely in the in the Super Bowl, especially that last drive in the fourth quarter. Um, the play to set up uh, the win in the NFC Championship game, taking the top off the defense uh, against Tampa Bay, um, really just kind of shows that he can do it all. He can be uh, a deep threat. He can also just dice you up in the short game like um, some of the elite slot guys. So uh, I'm taking Cooper Cup, and the floor is yours. I don't have him anywhere up here on my list, but not because I don't think he's that good, just because he missed so much time. And I have zero idea what the state of the Rams is. Like, I don't even know how healthy Stafford is. I have zero idea what they're going to look like next year. And he played so little this year that I I don't disagree with you, Jay. It's just out of respect for the list and what I have seen, I just don't have him up here. So that's my only thing. Yeah, I only had him a couple spots away from from the four spot. So – I don't I don't hate it up here. The injury concern is probably the reason I didn't have him at four or five, but um not concerned to get re injured, just you know, how he'll come back from this injury. But I mean the things he did two years ago, I mean that can't be understated, so he for sure deserves to be up here. Yeah, I mean I, I'm probably gonna be the person that goes the most off of uh body of work as we go through these uh drafts week to week. Um so that that was really my my thought process behind it. He's kind of already shown that he can do it um, consistently because it's not like that was just an outlier season. Like yes, yeah, statistically he exploded, but like even the seasons prior to that, he was really productive um, with the quarterback that wasn't on uh, Stafford's level yet. Obviously, Jared Goff has progressed now, but um, back then he wasn't the player he is currently. So um, that that was really my thought process behind it. I think. You know, all things created equal, he plays, you know, at least 14, 15 games 
next season, I think his uh, his numbers will be right there where where they were uh, not this season, but the the season prior. All right, pick number five, rounding out the yes, top sir. five. All right, so. I would say I'm going to take somebody who I was not expecting to be here be purely because of the Cooper Cup pick. I just thought he was going to be a little lower. I know, Jay, you said you're going more body of work. So this I is think not, I know where you're going here. So this, is some, so this is someone I have who is higher in my personal top five, but I am taking um, here just because they're available. I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs. I feel like that's someone we oh. can all kind of meet in the middle on in terms wow. of route running ability, production, yardage, and touchdowns. And we all know he has to deal with some subpar quarterback play as well. So he's doing the best he can up there in the snow. Um, Josh, I know who you think I was going to pick. And that's yeah. I don't that's, hate I don't hate Diggs at, at five. He's definitely I, to me. There's five players on this so, list that you know, five or six players on this list that like demand a double team, demand being uh, planned for, and he's definitely one of the five. So one of the five or six. So yeah, I have so no problem with him being here. To to get back to your assumption, Josh, you're pretty much right. Like. Who you thought I was going to pick is in my top five. Like, they would be my fifth pick in my personal top five. I would have Diggs higher, but because he's here, I'm taking him. His production is consistent. Even if you want to go body of work back to Minnesota, he's always been good. Catches are always up. Yards are always up. And double-digit touchdowns this year. So, yeah, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, he definitely does it all. I'm uh, definitely surprised that's the the route you went personally, but uh, I'm curious to see. I'm going to let Josh do his two picks first before I – well, actually, I'll, I'll wait till he gets back to my pick to say who I th- assumed you were going to take unless he gets picked. But, uh, yeah, I, Diggs, I think, is obviously right there in the top five or six, pretty unquestionable. After uh, yeah. after Josh's, uh, Josh does his next two picks, we'll pause and everybody just – can say their personal top five, and we'll just see how similar they were. Yeah, well, on that note, I, you know, I'll take I'll take my second pick, and you know, this is this guy was second on my list. Like, wow. uh, I'm gonna take wow. Jamar Chase. I, I think he's a guy different style than Tyreek Hill, but like, I think he's a guy that can take any any pass he gets for a touchdown. Uh, he's obviously a deep threat that we've seen, but more lately we've seen him in the screens. You know, he goes across the middle. You know, he makes contested catches, so I don't think there's much that this guy can't do. And uh, as much as I hate having him in the division, like, he's he's so good to me. Yes, the, the, the aforementioned player that I was alluding to was Shamar Chase, so I completely agree That's with you. Jeff. Yeah. He, um, I mean, Christ, he played 12 games this year and still had over a thousand yards and nine touchdowns. Like if he played a full season again, he could have been gunning for the touchdown title. And yeah, I'm a big physicality guy, yards after catch guy. And he is just deadly with the ball in his hands, threat to score on every play. So 
yes, he rounded out. Um, he was definitely in my personal top five. And I, I will did. say a lot of my, not a lot of my list, but a decent bit of my list is, or thought in my list is projections into next year. And another year in the league, another year with Burrow, like he's going to put up crazy numbers like he would have this year if he didn't miss a few games. Like I think he's going to be a guy, after, especially after the season, at the top of everyone's list. Um, can I interject real quick just to circle back to Cooper Cup? Um, I know we talked about the injury, but he still averaged over 100 yards and nine catches a game in the eight games he played this season. But yeah, anyway, I know he was get he was getting peppered with targets as well. Yeah, I remember. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I, I love Jamar Chase. Josh, you and I were kind of talking about it prior to recording. Um, I didn't really know where I wanted to put him, um, just given you know, yes, I think skill for skill, he's right there with those guys. But it's just like. He's got Burrow. He's got T. Higgins on the other side. It's just, I don't know. It's tough for me. I didn't really know where to put him. I feel like I could put him as high as even number one, realistically. You could put him as high as number one. Um, but you could also, I could also see him realistically being at like the 7-8 mark. So, um, I, I see I, what you're I, saying. Like, obviously he'll put up the numbers because of who he has around him and his quarterback. But, like, if he was – in the worst possible situation, would he still, would everyone still be like, yeah, this guy can do it all? Yeah, you know, I mean, think about, like, it's kind of like the the Reggie Wayne Hall of Fame conversation that happened a few years ago. It was like how much of that was the fact that he had, A, Marvin Harrison on the other side for, like, uh, most of his prime, and then also, obviously, Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning. But, like, it's such a weird conversation people have with, like, how much of his quarterback, how much of his coach, how much of his the other receivers around him. Um, you know, he kind of saw it with uh, with Juju. I'm pretty confident no one's going to pick Juju, so I'm comfortable saying this. Um, you know, it put up insane two seasons with A.B. before A.B. lost his fucking mind. Um, and then, you know, he's really just turned into just a, just a, a serviceable, you know, number two kind of receiver. Um, so, yeah, uh, I feel like I'm kind of rambling on here, but I'm a big Jamar Chase fan. Yeah, I test, baby. I mean, like, literally, if you watch, if you turn on the game and watch it, you're like, this dude's a physical specimen, and he's a threat to score every time he touches the ball. Yeah. But, uh, All right. To me, realize, yeah. it's, it's my pick, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I, was, I was just reading that. I saw we've already been on here for almost an hour. Yeah, on the call, but we've only been recording for 30. Oh, okay. Got um, but to me, this is where the draft gets tough. Well, I think those six guys are clearly the top six guys. And then the next group of players is really just, you know, preference on play style and things like that. And uh, so I'm going to take the guy who I had here and take uh, Debo. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I think this this is a guy who yeah he gets used in every which way obviously and and I do have to take that into consideration but just another guy who's hard to bring down runs tough and you know can can kind of run every route at the same time. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was not Debo is not really on my radar until probably like the fourth and final round. Um, yeah, I'm interested I, to see where this draft goes then because you know. 
Yeah, no, but I, I do I do respect the pick, and I do see where you're coming from. I think there's definitely a lot of value in being able to, to be used in multiple different positions. And as far as yards after catch goes, which I know the three of us all really appreciate, um, he's right there. So. Yeah, I mean, he has a decent setup, but he hasn't had the greatest quarterbacks, and you know, he still puts up numbers. Gets a little bit more banged up than I would like, but – you know, I think that's just because he gets used so much more than just like actually being, you know, prone to injury. Yeah, I'd be curious more so to see what kind of player he would be if he was in an offense where he was really kind of opened up more. Yeah, like if he was just asked to be a true wide out number one, like what that would yeah. look like. I still think you find ways to get on the ball. Yeah, like if you switched him with say your period, your previous pick, Jamar Chase. You know, Jamar Chase, the way they use him is. You know, go downfield, but also the screens and short game stuff. Like, I'm curious um, to see Debo in that kind of a system because yeah, that's Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, et cetera, they're not really pushing the ball downfield. Yeah. Yeah, put on the South Carolina tape, baby. It's all there. It is all there. <laughs> Josh, I'm honestly pissed as fuck that you picked him because I am – Handcuffed. I have my nuts in a vice. On I this did, yeah, I did have. I had him slightly higher than I thought I was going to, but I think well, at least in creating the rest of my list, it, it all just came to personal preference. So I just have you know maybe a few players in different positions than other people would. Oh yeah. All right. So that was what pick number seven, and now it's back to me in the middle at eight. Yes. Oh, sweet Jesus. You're going to make me fucking do it, Josh, aren't you? You're I, gonna... hey, he wasn't next on my list either. I have uh, down a couple more spots. Yeah, but I'm going to do it so I can have them. Okay. Um, we're going heavy into projections next year. Honestly, Kadarius Tony is easily fucking <laughs> 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 the, the eighth best receiver going into next year. This is heavily projection based. All right. Let me hit you with, let me hit you with some math. This is what the men in the suits call math, all right? So, played roughly – I'm already making shit up. Played roughly 25 games a season and a half in New York. I know he was hurt for a lot of that. Um, acquired after the trade – or during the trading period this season. So, he was banged up in Kansas City, too. Only played, I think, what, I don't know how many games at the end of the season. But the point being – in a season and a half in New York, he scored zero touchdowns, and in half a season with Kansas City, he scored four touchdowns, including one in the Super Bowl, and could have had a fifth if he didn't fucking drop the one against Jacksonville. So, I think, with an entire season of training camp, he will emerge as the clear number one receiver, and let's not go crazy. I am I can be realistic. He's probably only going to play 12 or 13 games. I don't expect him to play 17 games, but I feel pretty comfortably betting the deed to my house on the fact that he will have over 1,000 scrimmage yards and double-digit touchdowns next year. Let's fucking rock. Yeah, there I are, mean, you know I'm a fan, guys. and I'm expecting big things this coming season. And I had him on my list more in the honorable mention section. But, you know, if, if you're saying it's projection-based, I mean, I, I do think he's going to have a big year. He can stay yeah. healthy with that hamstring. I don't see why he couldn't be a top-10 receiver. There are guys also that I just really don't want to be my picks right now. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping out of it. out of the rest of my list, I really only want like one or two of these guys. So yeah. I'm hoping this plays out nicely. Also, side note, this double down on this bet, if somehow he actually gets to switch back to 89 and be in the prestigious 89 club, I don't know who the fuck is even wearing 89 on Kansas City, honestly, but he needs to buy that shit off him because he literally has a full back piece with 89 on it. I honestly didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You got it. I'll send it to you. It's so fire. <laughs> So I think it's Jay's pick now. Yeah, we're on nine. Final pick of the third round, sneaking into the fourth. Did you hear the toilet flush? <laughs> I no. did. You didn't? No. Damn it. Because that <laughs> was my only thought on the Kadarius Tony pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, I mean, some sensible pushback, I'd say. Yeah. Hey, we're not out here to make friends. We're here to tell the hard truths. Yeah. And this is what the people need to yeah, hear. Yeah, told them, told them to grab their notebooks. You're going to want to write that one down. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the fact that I am have the ability to choose this player with the ninth goddamn pick in this draft is insane. Um, but uh, fucking A.J. Brown. Like, Boo. Yeah, I mean, kind of a no-brainer. Um, yeah, I had him just outside my top ten. I, 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 I had him here, but I just wasn't good. I refused to pick him. Um, I don't Personal know. After, preference. After he put fucking Juju TikTok boy in a body bag last week, um, that obviously won me over. But then also, I mean, you cannot argue with the numbers he's put up. One with fairy boy Tannehill. And two, what he did for Jalen Hurts, um, there's a direct correlation with um, his addition and the effect he had on that offense, added a completely uh, new dimension to that team. And again, much like we already kind of touched on with Tyree Kill, what he did for Tua and Jalen Waddle, you can say essentially the exact same thing about Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Um so, yeah, I mean, I think the, the numbers support it. Um, the play supports it, obviously, um, how he played in the Super Bowl and the playoffs in general. I mean, it's I, – I think this is a steal at nine. I thought for sure he would have been gone by now. Uh, to be honest, I was flirting with the idea of taking him with the snake pick uh, in the second round. You know, I think he's right there with the – the Stefan Diggs, Cooper Cups of the world. I mean, you, you, in my opinion, I don't see how you can argue against it, but I'm looking forward to seeing how you two argue against it. I can't, I can't truly argue against him being here. Um, I did, I, I did have him in the top ten, but it was one of those. I put him in my top ten, knowing that one of you two would like him more than I do. So I can respect that he's going here. I just wouldn't have taken him here. I don't, I don't know. I well, just don't I think knew, he does it all. Him, Jay. I just knew you would handle it, so I let you have your guy because I'm a good person. Well, and you you booed the pick, so I, I'm curious to hear why that was boo-worthy. I do like the next two guys on my list a little bit better. The um, I just booed it because I don't like him. It's not that he's not good. I just don't. I'm just not a huge fan. But uh, I the point you made up about getting out of the mud in Tennessee, I'll give you props for that. Um, I would just 
if I was going to argue against him for argument's sake, I would maybe just flip your argument on itself and say he is on a really good fucking team now, and maybe he benefits from Hertz as and Smith and that great running game as they benefit from him being there. So I, he, I would he, welcome I would welcome that argument more if if he didn't put up similar numbers and style of play in Tennessee. Which, albeit he had Derrick Henry, but, like, he was truly, like, the number one option there as well. And, and like, I just – I don't think that's really much of an argument given what he did in Tennessee. Anything else? Or you want me to jump into the last round? Yeah, I'm interested to see who you're taking next. So this is where I'm going to get a little crazy. Okay. Um, this is where I guess I would do my projection pick, but give me boy George, NFL young boy, Pickens. Wow. Uh, Strong response. He bounces back with a great pick. Yeah, I mean, 800 yards on 52 catches, um, a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback. I shouldn't say uncertainty. That's not the right word. Um, a lot of, let's just put it kindly, un- uneven quarterback play. Um, a lot of it due to the horrendous offensive scheme that Matt Canada uses, but also um, Bitch Trubisky and Kenneth Tiny Hands Pickett. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't really argue with the catch. He made the catch of the season, and hello. Um, sorry, Katie just got here. <laughs> uh, he made the catch of the season. Um, he put up big numbers. I mean, he fucking embarrassed Marlon Humphrey on multiple occasions because, one, Marlon Humphrey sucks, and I can't wait to jump on that whenever one of you two is dumb enough. <laughs> um, and, uh, which actually, no, you, you two are usually, you toe the line on him. But anyway, um, yeah, Pickens is a dog, and I think if, the offense opens up a little bit next season the way it needs to. Um, I think he's going to put up a monster season. Yeah, I had him on my list. You know, I had him at 12. I had him in this round. So, to me, it's not crazy. Like you said, I think I think he's a guy that showed he can make some of the toughest catches possible. Uh, I think this season he lost a little concentration on some of the easier ones. So. Yep. I mean, that should be easier to fix, and going into next season, there's no reason he couldn't be, you know, a top 10 wide receiver. Like, it's not, like, he can do it all. Yeah, that's the only criticism I can really get for him, is that he, like, he tries to be a little too cute sometimes, and, like, yeah, he the, can lose his head, too, you know? Yeah, the generic, the generic, you know, run the mill, slant across the middle, 10 yard out pattern, whatever, he can just kind of, just not really care about and rather make the flashy catch. And he, he dropped some easy ones this season, but I think that'll be rectified now. Yeah. George Pickens definitely erectifies me as well. <laughs> I fucking wanted the chiefs to draft him. So, but they ended up trading for Kadarius Tony. So it ended up working out, but all right. I am number 11 now, officially out of the top 10. All right. I don't want to say everybody sucks at this point, but suffice to say, we have officially reached a different tier. Like we I, are, know, I still got two guys I like up here. 
Um, I know who one of them is, and I agree with you. God, I don't even know who I – I have no idea who I want. All right, I'm going with Gare Bear, Garrett Wilson, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, um, my God, I have my pick? The two? I Yeah, I think – I know who one of them is, but I'm going with Garrett Wilson, came in um, pretty much whenever Zach Wilson wasn't playing. He averaged like 300 yards a game, so that's pretty good. Um, obviously, I'm exaggerating, but – he had he won the award for a reason. Um, I think he's going to be even better next year, depending on their quarterback situation. So yeah, coming in playing the way he did with the quarterback situation, um, I think the offensive rookie of the year is fair to call that person the eleventh best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I had him at 11, so I can't argue with that. I just still have two people I had ranked above him. So that's why, you know, I'm going to take somebody else. But, yeah, Garrett Wilson has shown, you know, great things. <clears throat> All right, Josh, go ahead. Or Jay, you have any thoughts on the Garrett Wilson pick? Uh, No, not really. I mean, honestly, in terms of uh, the personal preference play, um, going into the season, into the draft process, I was by far and away more of a Garrett Wilson guy. But to be honest with you guys, I was more impressed by his Ohio State counterpart this this season um, and by Chris Olave. Um, but, I mean, <clears throat> again, it's not to take anything away from Garrett Wilson. He played really well, um, had to deal with a – I think Nick Wright showed a, a graphic – that of the 36 qualified quarterbacks, I forget if it was QBR or pass rating, whatever it was, but all three of the Jets quarterbacks were 34, 35, and 36. Um, so I guess on that metric alone, you kind of have to give the slight edge to Gary Wilson. But me personally, I was more impressed by Chris Olave week in, week out. Yeah, I had them both in my top 15 for sure. I think, you know, they both showed a lot this season. But I guess we'll move on to my pick. Take us um, home. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the guy I'm not taking, but deserves some respect in in the top you know top half of this draft. I'm gonna I'm Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm not taking him, but I feel like he should have been drafted. So I, I thought I should say that. He's my honorable mention, in fairness. Like, he would have been my next pick. But the, uh, so the guy I'm going to take, he forced my hand is CD Lamb. <clears throat> He's so, yeah, he has some of the best hands on this list. He can he run the routes, he catches all his balls. Too. Guy, just real quick on Monroe St. Brown. He's a handicap at quarterback. He's been putting up consistent numbers for the past, like, three seasons. I don't expect that to change going into next year. Real quick on Amon Ross St. Brown, quick shout-out to my USC Trojans. I love you, Lincoln Riley. Um, but he was going to be my pick had I not. Like I said, I was just getting a little crazy just because, A, I'm a Steelers fan, and, B, I uh, love George Pickens, and that was kind of like my – I needed a sort of a projection pick, so to speak. But, um, yeah, Amon Ra would have been that pick had I been, like, truly picking the top uh, 12 receivers in the game. But anyway, I'm not even going to really dignify the C.D. Lamb selection with much of a, of a tort. But oh, come on. <laughs> I'm all... It's crazy not to have him in the top ten right now. Uh, I don't know. It was crazy, dude. I um, thought you were going to pick Brandon Ayuk, Josh. 
No, he, he's in my honorable mentions, but I couldn't pick, pick him yeah, doing a top 12. I'm about to throw up everything I've eaten for the last week just between the fact that you were deciding between IUK and fucking... I wasn't deciding between them. I have a couple people above IUK. Irregardless. Wait, uh, he said, was on my list. He was. I was prepared to have to take him. The fact that his C. name is even mentioned even right, pick, now, right We haven't even heard your pick. No, my pick is C.D. Lamb. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Amon no. Ross St. Brown was uh, the guy I thought should also oh, okay. deserve to be mentioned in the draft. I'm pretty confident that the majority of, I mean, I know we all are going to say they're fucking idiots, but like the majority of NFL GMs would take Amon Ross St. Brown today over C.D. Lamb. <laughs> Which I'm not sure if helps or hurts my case. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what to say because I don't know if that helps or hurts my case because they're all so freaking dumb. Um, but, uh, Besides Brett Veach, chill. And actually, yeah, no, I was going to say the Steelers GM. But yeah. Devin Bush. He hasn't intervened to fire Matt Canada yet, so he's not well, that smart. Well, it's a it's a new guy. It's a Omar Khan now. Kevin Colbert retired, but uh, should we jump into corners? Since say, holy shit, that yeah, we've been going for ride. fifty minutes. If you want to move corners to the next episode and and just limit the positions we do, I mean, it's a long off season. That or should we just should we cut the corners to three? Because I'm not even sure if there are more than nine good corners. Yeah, yet. we can do we can do two or three rounds of corners. And yeah. I obviously have less to say about them as a whole. Yeah, because, I mean, in today's world, defense doesn't even fucking matter unless you're an edge rusher. Sure. Um, all right, so I'll just spark it off real quick. Um, Pat Sertan the second. Uh, okay. I mean, it, un- that's, yeah, that's, I mean, he's good. Un- unquestioned in my eyes. Um, but you think it's not even close. I would say it's not close. I would take sauce, but I want to see it uh, again. Um, where Patrick Tan, you know, now it's two years back to back where he's been um, a legit shutdown guy and taking that and kind of projecting it forward. Um, I love his size. He's got good length, um, plays the ball really well. Um, he's physical, not afraid to tackle. So that's really what I got. Um, that's what I want out of a corner in today's game. It's, I'd say I'd argue it's the toughest position to play in today's NFL. Oh, oh, for sure. Well, I'll tell you what. I love me some Pat Sertain, and you know he's good if you have me actually supporting a Broncos player and giving them their props. So, yeah, the steel curtain. Are you fucking kidding me? He's perfect. But I do not have him at one. But I do like that pick. He was in my top three as well. Yeah, I, mean, I had him up near the top for sure. I didn't have him one, but I mean, he, like you said, it. He's done it for two years straight. Like it, it's not looking like he's going anywhere. Like he has all the skills. Yeah, Josh, I mean, you could go second. By the way, I'll go second. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll take Sauce Gardner. This is who I had at one. I don't like judging rookies like this, but I think again, it comes down at the top of this list. It comes down to play style. And I think, like, having his length and speed combo makes playing quarterback and wide receiver against him so much harder. Uh, I think he's has a, a knack for making a play on the ball and obviously doesn't get that many fouls. So, you know, between all those things, I, I'd put Sauce as my number one corner. 
and I'll take him at two. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I had him at one as well. I think the statement of wanting to see him do it again is a fair one. But the way he met and exceeded the insane expectations and just the way he's such a physical freak, I think he easily deserves to be the one. The and, one. And, and he had a schedule playing some top wide receivers this year. Like, he didn't necessarily get eased into the league. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to number three. All right, I got two here. All right, let me see. All right, not somebody I'm a huge personal fan of, but just have to give them their respect for the way they played this year, which was completely under the radar to me. But Stephon Gilmore, former Defensive Player of the Year, played his ass off in Indianapolis that just no one seemed to care about. And the thing I will also just personally give him his respect for and why I think he still deserves to be in this conversation, maybe not next year. Maybe this is his kind of I'm just giving him his last final moment in the sun here, but he still follows the number one around the field, I believe, which is impressive in today's NFL playing the hardest position when defense is borderline illegal. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to respect a guy who follows the uh, – I'll take the my best player against your best player kind of uh, methodology, and I'll, I'll always respect that kind of play from the cornerback, especially because it's, it's pretty rare these days. Yeah, I'm, I think that's really high, but I don't want to expand too much because I will give away probably a future pick. Um. I mean, I respect the hell out of Stephon Gilmore. Um, he stole a defensive player of the year from TJ Watt, who should have won back to back. But, um, yeah, no, that's not at all what I was expecting to be in the top three, but, um, you know, it is you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Thank moving, you, on to, moving on to the fourth pick. Um, there's honestly still a lot of guys I like that I could take here. I honestly have like three people that come to mind, but I think, I think a couple of them, I may get a chance to grab on the way back still. So I'll take the one I know I can't get, which will probably be Jalen Ramsey. I know he didn't have a, his best year this year, just with what his team went through as a whole. But you cannot tell me that this dude is still not a top five corner defensive back in the league. Physical in the run game, not afraid to tackle, will cover your team's best receiver. I'm definitely taking Ramsey with one of my picks. Yeah, I think this is a guy that, like, the media and, like, the general public just, like, thinks he's washed and sucks now. But, I mean, he's still played really well this season and is definitely, I've seen, like, obviously he's going, he's probably going to move on to another place. Like, this is a guy that I would want on my team. Like, he he, he does it all. He's a well-rounded corner. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't really need to expand too much. Anyone who knows me knows where I stand on Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's been one of my favorite players since he was at Florida State. Um <clears throat> He's like my ideal corner. The only reason why I didn't take him number one um, in this was just because of what we've already kind of touched on, uh, you two, is that he is starting to age. 
Um, I don't think he's washed by any stretch, but like, um, I, I just think guys like Sauce and Pat Sertain have, uh, passed him by at this point. Um, but yeah, no, Jalen Ramsey is one of my all time favorite players. Um, and he's certainly a, a first out Hall of Famer. Well, back to back drafts, I get my number one and number two guy. And, um, for this one, less passionate about it, and this is more out of respect to the talent, um, perhaps a little injury concern, but he should be fine moving forward. But I'm going to take J.C. Horn. God damn you, Josh. I mean, he's like, he just played so well this season and kind of went under the radar and you know, got injured towards the end of the season. But, I mean, I don't think that, you know, discounts anything he was doing previous to that. Yeah. Wow, that is not at all. You so you would put him number two overall corner in the NFL going into next year. Yeah, I, I mean a couple of these guys that we mentioned, you know, are you know could be debated up there. But yeah, I mean I had him number two when I was making my list. I don't know that I'm sold on it, but I'm happy to get him here. Interesting. Also, since we're running through this pretty quick, should we just do the full four? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love J.C. Horn. Um, he's a really good player, big fan of uh, Joe Horn. Um, in that one uh, NFL sound effects clip thing of him and Arthur Blank talking, um, you really get to see, like, his disposition and and all that. Um, he seems like a really uh, good dude down to earth. So, I mean, I don't have anything negative to say about J.C. Horn. I just – I think number two corner going to the NFL is a little strong, but, I mean – I mean, it's certainly He's possible. got the talent, so we'll yeah, just see. Yeah, it's certainly possible. I just I would put a few others ahead, but I mean, I, again, I can't say anything negative. Yeah, so, huge fan personal preference wise. I the only reason I didn't take him either was just because of the injury bug this year. Yeah, that's fair. If he, if he played a whole season, he would have probably he would have been debatably in my top three. I mean, you know I'm a fucking Woodwinds guy, but I will gladly move to the brass section when it comes to Jay-Z French horn. <laughs> and I, also, Jay, I agree with you. I wish that family would just adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So does that lead me back to my snake? Um, Christ, this is tough. Um, well, I'll get one of the one I'm positive about out of the way now. Um, <clears throat> Jair Alexander. Um, we kind of hit on it a little bit when talking about Justin Jefferson. Guy's an absolute dog and has that same mentality as Jalen Ramsey and uh, Stefan Gilmore as far as, like, he wants to always be on the number one guy. Um, love, love the way he plays. Again, not afraid to tackle. Um, absolutely love that guy. Um that's really all I got on Jair, if you guys want to interject, but I feel like we kind of touched on a lot of it when talking about that infamous game against Minnesota towards the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously high on my list because anyone that can limit Jefferson in the way he did, even if he doesn't do it both times they face each other, like it's still an impressive feat, and not many cornerbacks in the league would have that success, so... Yeah, and based on that, like alone, obviously he has all the intangibles to be a good corner. 
Yeah, in the the first game, I think he was really only in coverage, like in like actual coverage on Jefferson, like five plays. I think the the math was. Yeah, I'll have to run the tape. He he did claim that. I'll have to I'll have to run the tape. I haven't checked tape. <laughs> yeah, he sure. would have been my next pick. He would have been my next pick if he fell to me. I mean, anybody who wears yellow cleats, yellow gloves, and baggy yellow sleeves is a top ten quarter in the NFL <laughs> just based on that. And then um I guess to wrap up my list, this is one that is off of a personal preference. Um, been a huge fan from the jump, even though he's at the worst collegiate football program of all time. Nothing but snakes in the grass outside of my two brothers being the Bosos. I'm taking Marshawn Lattimore. Um, again, honestly, kind of cut from the same cloth as all these guys. As far as he's an absolute dog, he goes right fucking out. He owns. Oh, I'm not even gonna say go to out. He owns Mike Evans. Like yeah, that that's is, not hard. That is Mike Evans' fucking dad. Um, huge Marshawn Lattimore guy. Um, as far as like ball skills go, um, he's right up there near the top of just about every metric. Um, whether it's PFF and those fairies, or if it's you know just good old fashioned picks and pass breakups combined. Um, he's a dog. Love Marshawn Lattimore. And again, there's a theme with my list, all big corners. I do have one honorable mention, but I'll wait for you two to wrap up before I say it, just in case he is uh, is picked. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I like – I said it once, I'll say it again. Like, I like guys who are willing to just play straight up, you know, man-to-man get in your face and prevent you from getting the ball. And he does that on a weekly basis, especially against Mike Evans. Yeah, he wasn't going to be my next pick, but I, I respect that. He's a dog and he can, he's not afraid of anybody. He would beat the shit out of Mike Evans. Glad, (laughs) glad. I mean, I knew nobody was going to pick him for our receiver list, but I'm still glad that nobody did. Yeah. There's a couple people I'm glad that didn't get drafted. Um, well, now I'm in a tough spot. I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take uh, Tyreek Woolen. Um, yeah, I, like he just had such a good year. I didn't want another rookie on my on my board, but he's just another guy. Like we were talking in ball skills, he had like I think five or six picks this year. Like. He he makes plays and you know he can kind of he can kind of do it all and I mean if it wasn't for Sauce like he definitely would have gotten more of the spotlight amongst the defenders this year but I'm gonna take him here. There's a couple I was between still but I'm happy to have him. Yeah, I feel like the end of this draft is so is like the hardest part of either draft so far. Like definitely. Three other corners that I really want to talk about, but like they just don't have space on my list. Yeah, um, honestly, I think Tariq Woolen's honestly low. Um, so you getting the four is probably as it stands the steal of the draft. All right, is it back to me now for a snake? Yeah, I think you wrap it up here at the last pick. Oh, this is the last pick. Okay, I believe we all get four, right? This will be your fourth. No, no, we all have three. Yeah, this will be my third and fourth, and then you both get one more, so you'll get your chance. 
Really? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So I have Jair, Marshawn Lattimore, and uh, Sertain. That's it? Yeah. I thought for, for sure there was another one, but awesome. That's even better. Yeah. All right. So moving on to my next two, I'm just going to start out by saying neither of my picks are going to be Trayvon Diggs just out of personal preference. So if you guys want to talk about him, you will get your chance. I'm just leading with that. So my first pick, I'm going to go with a guy who I feel like doesn't get a ton of love. And I personally don't even love because of the team he plays for. But I'm going to go with Chidobia Wuzie. If he didn't get hurt, I mean, the Bengals borderline could have made it even farther in the playoffs. He is so fucking good. And he kind of falls into the J.C. Horn category for me where he got hurt at the end of the season where they really needed him. And we'll see where he is at the start of next year. But in terms of what they did put on tape, I feel like this is borderline even low for him. Yeah, I mean, he made my list. He was a little bit lower, but, I mean, a lot of these guys, it's just, you know, personal preference. It's like that. There's not many people, I think, that separate themselves, so and I don't have too many arguments against the pick. You, you took Diggs, right? No. No, I say I didn't take Diggs. I took Awuzie over Diggs. Oh, so, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the draft. Yeah. <laughs> so mighty, I thought I blacked out when you fucking said something dumb like that. But oh, if you're blacked out, you'd get ready for this. Because with oh, my boy. snake, because with my Look, next snake I pick, I unfortunately have to pick Marlon Humphrey. Oh my god, dude! I, if this was last year, I would have gone out of my way to just trash how bad he was. But watch the tape; he had a great season. I hate uh, it. I'll watch, we I'll all watch hate him it. and Pickens one on one. That's what I'll do. Yeah, that's one play. He did have a great season. I, I think the listeners, the listeners know how I am with Marlon Humphrey. I'm, I'm down when he's down, and I'm up when he's up. And I thought he had a pretty good year. I'm not happy about it, but it's facts. You should. And again, George Pickens is, a, as we previously discussed, top five receiver in the NFL, <laughs> right behind Kadarius Tony. So what do you expect him to not get mossed? <laughs> he sucks. He's also just another guy. He does it. He kind of does it all. I mean, he's not the best in single one-on-one coverage, but he's a he's a well-rounded corner. He's, he's great at tearing his pack, trying to force a fumble. I was gonna say, dude, like uh, I could go on. I could put on. He stopped. He stopped going for the punch this year and actually made tackles. I could go on for an entire hour about how not good Marlon Humphrey is. I mean, every top flight receiver he goes against is bound for a good game. I mean, how many yards did Chase have? This year? Um, not many. In the, in the four games he's played against Baltimore? No, they were all last year. This this year, it held him in check. I don't know about that. They scored like 13 points the first time we played them. Facts. It was 17 points, but still. Jay, make your fucking pick. Let's wrap this up. Josh. I think it's my pick. Oh, Josh. And, yeah, another another t- tough situation, but I'm going to take Darius Slay here. <laughs> he just, I mean, he he's another guy that, like, you know, the, the success he had one-on-one against Justin Jefferson is, you know, impressive, and he was just kind of doing it all year. Um Obviously, it was on a good defense, but I mean, I think he's he was one of the stars of that defense that made it so dangerous. 
Yeah, Josh, we talked about this um, pre-recording. The only reason I didn't put either of the Eagles corners on here was just because their defense played so collectively bad in the Super Bowl. It just had such a bad taste in my mouth that although he does deserve to be on this list, it's just the guy that I wasn't going to pick. Jay, thoughts? Um, sorry, I'm too busy looking at Jamar Chase's stats against the Ravens this year, and all I see is nine catches for 84 and a touchdown, eight catches for 86 and a touchdown, and seven catches for 50 and no touchdown in the first matchup. I'd say that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> Under 100, uh, baby. Marlon didn't guard him every play. Um. But on, on the Darius Slate pick, he was one of the guys. I was probably going to take him next um, over the other two. That I yeah, was, he's definitely worth mentioning in this draft. Over the other two that were uh, my honor, my three honorable mentions I brought up before. He was definitely number one. Um, yeah, he, he's a stud. Um, Mississippi State Bulldog, God love it. Um, so much better than Marlon Humphrey. It's not even <laughs> competition. I mean, I would argue Marlon Humphrey's not the best corner on his own team, even when Marcus Peters comes to the Steelers this offseason. Um, I mean, that's not true. But, uh, yeah, Christ almighty. I'm sorry. I'm still trying to wash that one out of my mouth. But, um, yeah, Darius Slay, thank you for that palate cleanser. Job. <laughs> um, I will wrap us up with – I was honestly contemplating – he's going to be my first honorable mention, but I was on the verge <laughs> – of taking Bradbury here, but in lieu of um, him incriminating himself after the Super Bowl by trying to take the high road when he shouldn't have. Um, he was an all-pro, second team, but still an all-pro. Anyway, I'm taking – this is a mostly body of work pick and personal preference pick, but give me Tredavious White. Go Tigers. Um Okay. Total dog, I think, if this was two seasons ago before I think he blew out his Achilles or his ACL, I forget what it was. He was on the fast track to being right there with Ramsey at that point in time as, like, you know, 1A, 1B. Um, he hasn't been quite the same player, but I still think he's worth um, being considered in the top 12. Um, he is probably right. Honestly, I would say he probably is justifiably the 12th pick in this draft. Um, super aggressive guy, good length, um, always goes after the ball, which I love, not scared to tackle. Um, yeah, and a super awesome name. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple guys up here. I mean, he's definitely one that could have been mentioned. Um, I'm not about to fight you on the, the 12th best corner in the league. I think it's, uh, you know, there's a couple people that could have been mentioned, but he's worthy of being one of them. Trent McDuffie will be on this list next year. <laughs> Book it. Christ, and you'll be the one to pick them right after you take Marlon Humphrey. <laughs> no, he'll um, be better than Marlon Humphrey next year. Is there yeah. anyone else in this that you think it deserves being mentioned? Um, there was someone I just had, and I already forgot. Jeff Akuda. He no. was my last one. Yeah, he'd be one I'd want to mention. Um, Denzel Ward, if he, um, he's definitely. I think we're probably the only people that wouldn't put Denzel Ward in the top 12. Charvarius Ward. Denzel Ward. Charvarius Ward, yeah. The um, better Ward. Kendall Fuller. Yeah. Uh, Sneed had a good year. Legereus Sneed had a good year. But None like of us said, touched Diggs, which I respect. Yeah, of course not. Um, 
Oh, we didn't. Um, there was one honorable mention I wanted to bring up for receivers. Scary Terry McLaurin. Yeah, he was on my list. If, if we would have went deeper into uh, honorable mentions, I had him in uh, top 15. Yeah. Um, God damn it, there's another corner. Oh, uh, uh, Christ, what's his face in Atlanta? The corner. Um, AJ Terrell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, He's a really solid player. I didn't put him on my list, but that was just more of a miss by me. I want to see having a good season. I want to see him do it more. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm sure I'll, if I think of the honorable mention later, I can bring it up next week, but not nearly important enough to bring up the 15th best corner in the NFL. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So we'll be here every week, uh, going over more positions, um, and talking any NFL news that pops up. What, um, what draft are we doing next week? Did we say? Uh, let's decide right now. Safeties and interior linebackers. If I don't have the first pick for safeties, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you can have first pick for safeties. Will he get the first pick? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't, there will be an ISIS-like beheading live on Instagram. It'll be Colin in a Marlon Humphrey jersey. Oh, <laughs> You'll see something on the news if you don't get the first pick. One. One way or the other. If you live in the United States, just turn on any news station to find out. <laughs> Live from East Palestine, Ohio, me, Eddie <laughs> Allen. <laughs> yeah, next week. 